0: Make me wanna kick your heels and your Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and, and the Beers, the Buffalo Bills, Bills, Bills podcast, here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. We are coming to you from Lincoln Station, the home of the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois, with a brand new semi-professional rig purchased by the president of the Bills backers, Sujit, who's with us tonight.
1: It's a pleasure to be here, everybody. Every time a brown person walks around the town with a bunch of wires, he gets arrested. Or
0: or it's assumed that he's on his way to cut a new rap album.
1: Well, yeah, that too. That too. But not my type of brown. My
0: type of brown just gets arrested. Uh, and sitting next to him is the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton.
2: I feel so fancy.
0: Yeah, so I don't know how this is sounding to you, the listener. We won't know until we... Upload this later on, but it sure looks good. We've got a mixer, we've got two microphones, we're actually looking at each other, we're monitoring the sound. This is some
1: um, this is some high class stuff here, folks. I do think there's a distinct buzz that's happening right now, but hey, you know what? It's a it's an alpha mission, so we'll, we'll find out, we'll out in it post out as it comes along. It
0: has been an exciting off season thus far. Lots of players in, lots of players out, some new coaches in, a couple coaches gone. We've got a lot to talk about. Find us on Facebook, Bills and Beers. Find us on Twitter, best way to reach us. We've got some fans that are constantly in touch with us. We're very grateful for them. And this season, they can call in. And you can. So we're going to we're gonna put that into the fold. We're going to get uh, Buffalo Bill Belcher on the line here in a few minutes. So let's not waste any time. Let's play with our fancy new toys and talk about the 2016 Buffalo Bills.
1: Hey, hey, hey. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo.
2: Make me wanna.
0: Thus far in the off season, the most notable additions have been on the coaching staff. We've had some uh, very notable departures. We'll get into that. One very big one, of course. And I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know exactly where we stand on that guy flying away. But on the coaching staff, so a Wait, couple. Who, co- who we talking, were talking about to? Super Mario, even. We'll get to that later. No, <laughs> oh,
1: I thought we were still talking about coaches. No, we're going to get. We're going
0: <laughs> to talk about coaches first. So, um, on the coaching side, the big one, literally and figuratively, Rob Ryan in the house, the twin brother of Rex Ryan, something out of a bad '80s comedy. How can you tell the two apart? Well, one of them had lap band surgery, the other has long hair, so that you can start there. Many people in Bills Nation is not happy about this, Cass. I'm coming to you. The addition of Rob Ryan, is this uh, just more of the Ryan Brothers circus, or is he going to take this defense to the much-needed second level?
2: Um, you know what? I really do not care, but if this is what Rex Ryan says, that he needs to take this team to the next level, then that's fine. But you got one year, buddy. This is it. Totally I, will, I, I will give you everything you need to make it happen this year, and if you don't, sayonara, buddy.
0: So then maybe one of those additions a little closer to your heart, Cassie, because I know that all women think the same. Um, and that being the addition of Katherine Smith as the uh, quality. I love it. I love it.
2: I, I the mean, Buffalo
0: Bills. We got a, we got a co-owner who's a female. I don't uh, – well, that's, that's not unprecedented because we got one here in Chicago too. Female owner. Now we got a female coach. First one, full-time, the NFL.
2: So the fact that a female is actually doing quality control, I mean, duh, it took that long. <laughs> I, I mean, sorry, all you guys out there. But you kind of suck at it. I mean, Lars earlier today couldn't open up a box oh, without trying to rip it apart. Oh, that's and good. I take it over. I do it nicely, neatly, and it all seems to happen. So, I actually think that this is going to be a great addition.
1: This attack will not stand. Yeah, I. I mean, Lars did jack up that box really bad <laughs> when he was trying. I to open apologized it up. for it. Uh, well, but that Bill's have been apologizing to us for years. That's true. Um, so, uh, you know, the person that I'm actually kind of excited about, and I wasn't that excited about until I was listening to The John Murphy Show from a couple days ago, and I was listening to it on podcast today on the way home. And uh, so it turns out that John Blake, yeah. um, which I'm just excited because I'm going to call him John Balake, first of all. And then when he does something wrong, I'm going to say John Blake. Or you just call him John Black. So he <laughs> he sounds a little bit like... A southern version of Leotis. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Well, Leotis is,
1: is himself southern. He's, he's from... Well, yeah, but it's it's a different... It's like that country southern. He's more just like, well, I'm just so excited to be up here in the Buffalo Bills uniform. He's just so excited. Like, he's just got a little bit of country... You Just country Leotis to him. Wow. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, so, uh, I mean, he's intelligible, <laughs>
0: unlike Leotis. Well, thank God, because but, he's going to be giving instruction to our most expensive unit
1: on the football field. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. So, I mean, that gets us to the next big head coaching ad, which, you know, a lot of these head coaching ads, we wonder, so with Rob Ryan, I just wanted to say that I think, like you said, it's what Rex Ryan wants, and I think his biggest problem last year was a bunch of people that didn't buy into his system, or some critical people that didn't buy into his system, and now here we are, we have... John Blake, who's worked with him for years, uh, and prior has worked to this. with
0: Jerry Hughes and with Marcel Darius. Yes,
1: and then we have his brother, who I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's a poor man's Rex Ryan, you know, that's yeah. that's being hired. But I haven't been that impressed with his defense traditionally. But I think that it doesn't matter because it's someone that buys in the system, someone that will have the exact same message, uh, even if he can't execute it as well as and, as Rex. And one thing that nobody's talking about it, is it possible? I mean, these guys are identical twins.
0: I mean, medically speaking, they share a brain. These guys can finish each other's sentences. They can have hour-long conversations without even saying a word. Is it possible that these two guys together, the sum of the parts is equal to or, yeah, the sum of the
1: whole? Is equal to the sum of the parts? You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think it could be. I think the. Uh, the uh, I don't know. One's fat. And the other one. The other one needs to be fat. Um, so the other big person that buys well, I into to go to Let's not. I know you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, I know where
0: you're going. But let's. There was a lot of controversy with Axon Carl Dunbar two months after the season ended. A D-line coach. Now, what, what, what's 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 insane to me about this? And I don't know how much time you spent on the stadium wall recently. It's a bloodbath right now. Really? No, I actually oh haven't my. because it's like it's. This dude, is what happens every offseason. Don't even bother. It's every awful. offseason,
1: people start arguing about nonsense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look no further. Okay. Um, last year, the biggest disappointment, by far, was the defensive line. So you'd think that Bills fans would be thrilled that we fired the defensive line coach, but of course not. We found some way to make this a Rex Ryan circus. Rex Ryan you know, flying by the seat of his pants, doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't know what he's doing issue. But it seems logical. The timing is weird. But at the same time, this Dunbar guy came free at a weird time, too, because he had the NCAA violations and a bunch of other things. I feel great about it.
1: I don't, know, I don't see how anybody can spin it otherwise. Yeah, I have no problem with letting Carl Dunbar go. I kind of felt like he didn't He didn't add much value. You know, I kind of felt like it wasn't like Mike Patton. You know, it wasn't like um, even Donnie Henderson, who I kind of felt, I don't know, maybe he's over... Overblown, But, um, you know, he's had a good secondary for almost all the time that he's coached. This guy's never worked outside of Rex Ryan. And so if you can't work underneath Rex Ryan and make a good defensive line, at least a defensive line good, then you really don't belong there. Right. You know, it's Espe- not like especially you're not going to get the
0: support of your coach. With all that talent and with all that money. So um, Donnie Henderson out, sliding in his place, Dennis Thurman sliding into some place we haven't quite defined yet the person you were trying to get to earlier ed reed who rex ryan said just the other day will be a head coach within five years uh... if you ask me that's just rex ryan blowing hot air to the media which he does quite frequently but he, where could we go wrong? He,
2: he does very well. At, uh, no, I, I like Ed Reed. I mean, the, the guy has a Super Bowl ring, I mean, from playing with the Ravens. Among
0: uh, among many other accolades. Yeah,
2: so I will I will take him. I will welcome him to our team, and, and hopefully he can get the, these guys in shape. And he's probably the most relatable coach that's actually played on the field within the last decade, or even the last, like, you know, five, six years, less than a decade. So... You know, it's an interesting play, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings.
1: Yeah, so uh, Rex Ryan's quote, uh, Rex Ryan's quote. you know, Ed, when we had him here last year with the Jets, he was the Pied Piper, yep. which I don't know what that means. I don't but, know what it means either. Uh, they all followed him, and they all learned the game, and that is why I know this guy is going to be a great coach, and I am sure. I would not be shocked if in five years this guy is going to be a head coach. That's how quick this guy is going to rise.
2: Wait, you guys don't know what Pied Piper means? Yeah, or? It's,
1: it's the company from Silicon Valley.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's the guy who comes out, he yeah, and everyone follows him.
0: I, I wasn't the Pied Piper the guy who led the snakes out of Ireland, or was that St. Patrick?
2: No, that was St. Patrick. Pied Piper's the one who, like, he
0: plays a flute? He plays a flute. Well, the Piper. He's a Piper. He yeah. plays oh, the pipe. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, my, my thoughts on that are as follows. I heard Bill Belcher plays a pipe, but never, never mind. <laughs> that's the skin That's the that's skin pipe. Skin, skin okay. Um, Ed Reed, yes, great player, very cerebral player, is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, arguably the best safety of all time. And I like what Rex had to say, and I like that he'll teach our guys how to watch film, which Rex says repeatedly. And this podcast, if you were listening to last season, the one area that we railed against consistently was safety play. Our safeties were lousy last year, so anything to make them better, and and I have to believe that Ed Reed will. What worries me about Ed Reed was a quote from John Harbaugh um, in which he said Ed was the kind of guy who every once in a while he'd come into the facility with his hood up and his earbuds on and you knew that was the day he just didn't talk to Ed. So every once in a while Ed gets a little owly, he gets in a bad mood, and I'm not sure that's the greatest quality in a coach. So I'm a little worried about that side of it because yeah. he's still very young.
2: Yeah, he'll, he'll have to learn how to turn that off. And then, you know, if if we get into the injury decimation that we had this year, next year.
0: Lace him up. Is
2: there, yeah, is there any chance? Get him on the field. I mean,
1: he can't possibly be worse than Duke Williams, Williams. can he? Oh, I mean, hell no. Suge, where are we at? Uh, no, they're just out. Buffalo Bill Belcher is getting pretty antsy up there in Milwaukee. He, wants, he, wants, he wants in. He wants in on the podcast. All right, well, I think we're, that pretty much wraps it for coaching.
0: This This is a very – um, you're not going to hear anything new on this podcast today. So if you're tuning in for the first time, usually we record these right after games. We got plenty of hot takes, lots of emotion. It's been a fairly uneventful offseason. There isn't a whole lot to talk about, and we've got careers, and we've got kids, so we're not knee-deep in draft analysis. So this is more or less an opportunity for us to try out our new toys. Stay with us. We'll be back in the, in, during the regular season to spit some hot fire, but until then... Let's just get into some personnel things, we'll get Bill Beltran on the line. We're now entering week four of the free agency period. Uh, And so, so far, no big splashes in the door. The biggest splash out the door, very predictably so. Mario Williams, now a Miami Dolphin.
2: Get your ass out my face.
0: Uh, And I'm
2: not scared.
0: And uh, reunited with uh, uh, Jim Schwartz in Philadelphia is Leotis McKelvin and Nigel Bradham also off our roster. No big losses there.
3: See you
1: later, alligator. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we agree. (laughs) So so joining us. The only thing that Leotis Leotis miked up is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be
0: sorely missed. So joining us to talk about all these thrilling comings and goings is the thrilling Buffalo Bill Belcher all the way from Milwaukee. Joining us via phone, Bill, how are you this evening?
3: I was just going to tell you that um, I think the fact that you're talking about player personnel decisions and additions, I think the addition of me every single week versus three quarters of the weeks is going to be what's going to take this podcast all the way to the top
1: I think it's going to be like a Mexican hot take. More on that later. More on that later. Specifically uh, a Tex-Mex hot take. I'm sorry, Tex-Mex hot take. Yeah. I think it's going to be spectacular. The one thing I want to get into, you know, Lars alluded to the fact that, well, oh, this has wait, been a... can I cut you off? I don't okay. mean to build yes. this.
0: I was okay. saving this one for last, Suge. Okay. We glossed right over a personnel loss. Oh. And still unemployed and posting the Instagram videos of his oh, college no, highlights. Oh,
1: don't talk
2: about it. Your boy, Booby. I loved his swimming <laughs> updates when he was doing his swimming pool workout. Those well, were is, fabulous. Is he out of money because he keeps posting to Instagram
0: that he's got to go get that bread? And I would like to think that five years in the NFL, he should have some bread to fall back on.
1: But does Booby? First of all, his name is Booby. So does Booby? strike you as a person who saves a lot? I don't
0: know. He's been mowing his mo- mother's lawn, which isn't much of a lawn.
2: I mean, but then you look at Marshawn Lynch, and does he seem like the guy who's saving a lot? But he's he's got millions in the bank. Potentially, because remember,
0: Marshawn used to go to, like, Applebee's for dinner. Marshawn probably cashed all of his paychecks and just put it all in the mattress.
3: Right. Wait, what did he eat? Uh, what an Applebee's? No, Applebee's was
1: McGaigy's.
0: That's correct. Oh, you're right. You're
1: right. <laughs> My bad, it's the wrong food chain.
0: So you, are, you, are we going to live to see another day with Booby Dixon out the door?
1: I mean, yeah. I'm going to be sad about <laughs> it. <laughs> Bill, Bill, wasting no time. Yes. Ask me. Uh, so here's my statistic I just need a replacement. I need someone that's going to be entertaining and fun and all team, all positive, all the time. Yeah, and we're losing that with the Otis too, lest we forget. Whoa, right. whoa,
2: whoa, whoa! You guys are forgetting another key loss that Crunchies. we have—the best-looking guy on the team, Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan's guy. Yeah, I mean, that's and right. he's a fucking
1: patriot. Yeah, yeah
2: I mean, even worse. So, I mean, it's just down downhill spiral for all of us. Yeah, we we do have, candy.
0: We do have some holes to fill, and Lord knows we haven't filled them with free agencies, largely because we don't have any money.
1: And see, this is what I wanted to get into. Please go. This is why you know we're all talking about rants and raves all the time. This is my current rant. You know, there was this television little kids' television show, Doug, Dougie. Oh yeah, Doug Dougie's Doug. world. Dougie's Doug, world. Doug just Doug. So, I want to know why Doug Whaley going to act like little Dougie, okay? You know, you give a little kid $5, right? You say, oh, we got a brand, you know, Daddy got a brand new job, and here's $5 that you can spend. And what does a little kid do? little kid goes and buys all the goddamn candy he can buy. Oh. Right? Uh-oh. Yeah. The first day, he buys all the candy on vacation.
0: And in this case, the candy then, is named Charles Clay, yeah, LaShawn the next, McCoy.
1: The next day, it's like, oh, I really would like a popsicle. And then he's back at the well. He's like, Oh, I wonder if I could sell some of my candy just so I could get a popsicle 'cause I really want a popsicle. Doug, I understand you have these brand new owners with all this money and they're really willing to spend like cash to the cap and pass the cap and they're willing to you know, Jim Overdorf is willing to twist numbers all around so that you can buy. but you didn't all have to spend all of it year one. Yeah. I mean you could you could have saved a little bit, you could have thought a little bit about what if I need a linebacker? You don't know, say, like, damn it, I would really could use nope, a Suge. linebacker <laughs> at this point. You ain't got no money for no
2: damn linebacker hey, now. Hey, 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 Beerman. Koi Beerman. Yeah, all right?
0: Koi Beerman on its way in. But, Suj, you're, you're forgetting. Next year, we have the two of, two of the three, arguably the top two most expensive positions in the NFL to fill. We have Stefan Gilmore, who actually three. We have all three. We have th- the three most expensive positions positions we have to fill next year so not only do we not have money but we're not paying a number one cornerback he's still on his rookies uh contract we're not paying a franchise left tackle he's still on his rookie contract now franchise tag and oh by the way we're not paying a quarterback we are paying our starter one million dollars this year one million dollars brock osweiler just got 16 fucking million dollars so we're not paying a quarterback we're not paying a left tackle, and we're not paying a cornerback, and we can't afford second-tier free agent linebackers right now.
2: So, Lars, what you're saying is we're going to win the Super Bowl this year and then have shit next year. What I'm the saying question-
0: is I love me some Doug Whaley, but it's hard for me to justify the position we're presently in.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess
1: the once we start losing and we don't have positions, we don't have enough money to actually fill our positions, then we can, I guess, like, officially blame them. I'm kind of joking around about all this because, you know, we did. We—, we 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 were able to pay for our left tackle with our cap money, and maybe we'll get some of that cap money back if we actually. And signed. we did resign Richie you know, Incognito. We re-signed yeah. itch, 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 yeah. the, the itch. <laughs> <laughs> Richie the itch Rich, Incognito. Rich, itchy. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, so and then we don't need to sign those other guys right now. So the question is that I think next year, if Charles Clay doesn't produce at the level that he's mm. going to be producing at that I, mean, I think a lot of his guaranteed money has already been paid.
2: And I thought we were extending Stefan Gilmore a, a one additional year. He I got thought...
1: his fifth-year option.
2: So, wait okay, okay. So which this is,
3: year, which right? is this wait, year. Wait, hold on, hold on a second. So, I mean, am I getting this right that you guys are in, like, the Doug Whaley hate camp right now?
1: No, 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 no. No, no, no but
0: no. it's it's hard not to be critical of what's going on. Bill, you know that I love me some Doug Whaley, but, again, based on what we just talked about, we're a team that just finished 8-8. Eight and eight. We're on a 16-year playoff drought, and we're not –
1: paying, we don't have contracts for the three most expensive positions in the league. But I, think oh, even,
3: I understand, okay.
1: I mean, I think that maybe that's just the way that the league is now, right? Yeah. We also are not accounting for the fact that the salary cap should increase every year. Sure. Um, but I think that's maybe the way the league is. Like, every team has to have some one of its marquee positions Filled by someone who's you know a no name or a uh, a rookie rookie contract person
2: and and who's to say if we have a good year this year that we don't have some of those players restructure their deals a la Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and how all those guys have done it in the past. To get more cap room, or to, or to, you know, front road or back load or option load their contracts so that we get more room within the cap.
1: I mean, arguably Kyle Williams already did. Yeah, yeah. he did. So did, so
0: did well, Dan Carpenter. And who's
3: to say if you end up, if you end up paying Tyrod Taylor some big contract as he does well this year? Well, maybe he's at the level where you can get production out of someone who's not as good, and you may lose a receiver, you may lose a running back. But
0: totally with you there, Bill, because Indeed. suddenly when, when you've got a great quarterback. Bills fans, and I know this is a hard feeling to wrap your head around because we haven't had it in a while, suddenly your weak side linebacker isn't going to make or break your season when your quarterback is good.
1: Yeah, nor is your second string running back. Yeah. right. And, and right. I hear
0: you, but at the same time, so it's not as if up and down this roster is perfect. We have glaring holes still at safety and especially at linebacker, and they're talking about going to a more pure 3-4 so that that means more bodies on the field at linebacker. We just let one of them walk, so we we have a hole there. Jerry Hughes will take one of those outside linebacker positions. We don't have one for the other. That leaves us with Lawson and Brown.
1: Her, yeah, but I yeah. think that maybe I mean we think we're forgetting how much. Think about last year and how much the draft improved our roster. We also have to remember, like people like Duke Williams that might have their breakout seasons. We have the, the people that Jeez. are kind of wait, whoa, Did you just no, say Duke Williams? It, no, I know. I, I yes, <laughs> he sucked. <laughs> okay, but Leonis McKelvin sucked his first three years, right? And then he was very much serviceable. I was by always the time a big Leonis fan. You know, um, Leonis got my MVP of the year, by the way. So, well, except for kickoffs, right? So, yeah. So, um, but I think that you know, people stepping up from the the lower ranks, um, there's that. The white kid that's a linebacker, uh, last year. Uh, Aj Tarpley. Aj Tarpley. Tarpley. You know, I mean, like you never know who, which one of those guys is going to step up in their, their second year. how we lost year. during training um, camp. Right. So I mean, you never yeah, know. Gonna... Yeah, that He probably won't make our team. <laughs> I just, I mean, I think that some of these guys have got to pan out, and we got to pick up some good people in the draft. I mean, gosh, uh, we have uh, what's his name? Our our um, our cornerback. Um, Darby. Derby. I mean he was a pleasant surprise out of the draft absolutely and who's this and so was uh, Carlos, Carlos Williams, Williams you yep. know and so I think that there's there's opportunity still so we don't know like yes there so are was big John holes. Miller
0: so was Preston Brown the year before that
2: yeah and I mean we, we actually have a first round draft pick this year last yeah. year we only it was we second round so uh, there's got to be some promise and some opportunity this year to, to fill a lot of those holes
0: and it does feel nice drafting at 19 knowing the weight of the world is not on that pick and By all accounts, and I wonder about this. So, Doug Whaley, is this a part of his genius that we know we're going to go heavy in the draft on defense? And this is a draft class that's particularly talented on the defensive side of the field. They must know this. They must project these things and know that, like, well, if we're going to lose players on the defensive side of the ball, 2016 is going to be the year to do it. Am I giving him too much credit, or is that possible?
1: No, I think that's that's very much understood because I think that they know they see the good players who are freshmen and sophomores right because most Ooh. people don't come and, out until they're And junior. you know what else they, they've and, been tracking? And look where the the the, the draft is thickest in D-line Yep. and, and in linebacker. linebacker right yep. so I mean like where that, our highest that can't are. be
0: just by coincidence? coincidence but you know what else uh, this front office especially under Whaley has done they've been going after guys who are big time high school recruits so a lot of the guys we've signed have been five-star recruits who may not have had a great college career, but they were like highly touted coming out of high school. So they are tracking these guys over a long period of time.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. That's what I like about them high school girls. Yeah, yeah I'll have another beer. Yeah. Bill, that what do you have order- to say? Listen, can we just take a moment to say that our oh. waitress currently, during this podcast, is the same waitress I know. we have every week. During the season Show up in April On a oh, Tuesday no. night I mean we randomly Just showed up at the bar No fanfare And it's the same person But I will say She has been far more responsive yeah. During this podcast Any responses Than she ever has been Is she wearing
3: um, Is she wearing a Patriot shirt <laughs> No she's <laughs>
0: No she's She's fortunately not Wearing a Patriots shirt Bill what is your hot take On Mario Williams Out the door Now in Miami uh,
3: I mean I-, I was happy to see It finally happen. I wish it I wish it happened quicker than it did. I wish it happened uh, to send a message toward the end of the season. I'm with you. Uh, and the fact that it didn't, I don't know if there's anything to read into that or if it's just, all right. let this guy finish up, but I wish he was just benched or something. Um, I wish he was used as an example, saying no one's above the law. But maybe that's some Doug Marone, like, you know, disciplinary pussy bullshit that, you know... Yeah, Something, Rex isn't, doesn't really work in the yeah. NFL. But to me, if if anyone, if it's clear that the guy is not playing and you're letting them play, well, yeah. how do you let a guy get away with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, Rex has never been known for his accountability, so I think you're you're right on. And I I guess, but that's gonna be that's the mo that also gets. So you're Rex. saying Rex
3: equals Donald Trump.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh,
3: is that, too, is that too big of a leap?
1: Maybe <laughs> just no, a, No,
0: Bill, just no, it's it. right on point, Bill, and everybody knows exactly what you
1: mean. <laughs> no, but I mean. I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that the, the point being, though, but the reason also Rex has players that want to come and play for him is because he is such a player's yeah. coach. And so that's why it's easier for him to pull – free agent talent because everyone that talks to him is like god i loved playing for rex ryan he was all about us he was looking out for us and so maybe that means not disciplining the guy that you know isn't doing a lot of effort because he thinks it's going to solidify the rift in his locker room i don't think it's a wise decision and i'm I agree with you i think he should have been benched um well i said earlier that the stadium wall has been a bloodbath uh, largely around topics like this so
0: let me just interject this for a moment Let's close our eyes and remind ourselves of the reality that was Week 17. We were handed a victory in large part to Ryan Fitzpatrick, doing what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. But we thought that that game was going to be an absolute disaster because we had five, six guys starting on defense who hadn't been on the roster for more than four weeks. So we've got brand new guys on defense. We've got a team that's struggling to pick up the scheme. Who is going to play in place of Mario Williams? Everybody likes to say, well, Benjamin, Okay, Benjamin for who? We, there's, I mean, there's a dearth of talent, and there's a dearth of understanding of this system right now in year one. I, I don't think it's as practical as, like, we'll just sit his ass on the bench.
2: Well, and I also wonder, I know it's like, let's send a message to the team, but then at that point, it's like, really, what's the point of sending that message? Yeah. Like, season's over, everybody's over, everybody sees the writing on the wall, knows that the guy's out, you know, like... At least keep your good repertoire with those players by by letting the guy go out kind of somewhat on top or at least playing and not making an issue out of it and not sending us into the off season with some sort of issue or something like he's, that taking place. And
1: he's not he's also not going to walk away from here saying, "Oh, Rex Ryan's a dick," you know. He you know he treated his players badly. Right. He's he's even Mario Williams won't say that. And the players that are playing on the team right now, they're also not going to say that. They're be like, man. Mario, you know, Rex gave him every opportunity. He, you know, he, yeah. he, he had his back the whole time, but he never really played. And that is the prevailing sentiment that's yeah. in, the, in that locker room now. So, um, so I, I don't know, maybe he – whatever. Maybe he saw the writing on the wall that that and season I, was done. But, but, but I think
0: that's a great point because in doing so, he's preemptively throwing free agent Mario Williams under the bus. He's, he's he's sending a message that this guy's tarnished. He didn't do that. He he allowed for his stock to stay about where it needed to be for him to sign with another team. And like you said, Cass, the season was over, so why why punish him needlessly? And, right. And furthermore, what is the message? What is the message when trade value? Yes. But what's the message that you're sending to your players? I don't I, I think we all take it as a given that it's positive. When the most expensive guy in your locker room is pissed and on the bench, you can't tell me that's good for morale. Because from what I understand, and there's a podcast I listen to, former Buffalo Bill Ross Tucker does a great show a couple times a week. He said in his time in the NFL, and he played for like six different teams, he was kind of a crummy backup right guard. He said there are two things that matter most in the NFL in the locker room, player to player. One, how violent you're willing to be. And number two, how much money you make. So if the guy who has signed a at the time record breaking contract, highest most lucrative contract in franchise history and still is the highest paid guy in the locker room is on the bench, what does that do to morale? Because I don't think it's as cut and dry as the Bill Belichick, cut his ass, put him on the bench, and everything's gonna be fine.
1: No, and I think that I think it's a that's a good point, and I think that it's also the just the whole thing of well, if, if you don't buy into Rex's team, even if you're a great player, he's going to treat you like crap. Right. right? Like it, it says, and it, you're right, it does, it lowers morale, but it also just says that, hey, you know, he tried to work with him. He tried to work with him. He, tra- yeah. he, he didn't take, he didn't bench him. He didn't bench him, and he still, you know, wasn't trying. Bill, I know you've
0: expressed some consternation about Rex Ryan and have been a little worried that now that we've got the Ryan twins in the building that it could become a little bit of the Ryan Brothers show. Do you still do you still harbor these feelings? You're starting to come around a little bit on what the plan may be.
3: Yeah, you know, I still do have a worry that his love for Buffalo, his quote-unquote love for Buffalo, is more uh, more for show and, and uh, just part of his whole thing versus it being, uh, um, you know, genuine.
0: You don't think his growing up in Toronto had anything to do with his love?
3: Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I mean, everyone I know from Toronto uh, doesn't really care about Buffalo. All they care about is Toronto.
1: All right. Yeah.
2: I, I or would... or coming to a Bills game and getting drunk and then giving us a bad name.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I I agree with Bill. I mean, I think that this is a. I mean, this is his show, right? This is the circus that he put from day one. That I mean, you don't walk into Buffalo and the immediate the first day you're there, you're like, I love Buffalo more than anything else in the world. Like, which is what he went to. So it was. A, I mean, it was too strong in the beginning to be truly genuine. Now, hey over the years but, maybe but he'll him come and, to become him and like, Ryan
0: are on Instagram all Ryan Rob him and Ryan are on Instagram all the time in their Sabres jerseys hanging out at the hockey oh games. no he is a great spokesperson
1: don't get me wrong he's taken that, is that role a Pagula and he's thing? with it is that part of his deal is, is Pagula kind of encouraging this behavior and, and well, this, this little yeah, bit of I mean being, I think that's his brand right it's Pagula's brand so you're gonna promote the brand the one but, Buffalo yeah but
2: but you but you also have to look at it where where's Rex Ryan coming from he was just a coach and for the jets which is a terrible media market you're criticized for breathing you're criticized for the first step you take so he comes to buffalo and you're like holy shit all these people love me i can go to the games and people want to take pictures of me and you know i'm a, I'm a celebrity and it's positive i think he's loving it because for the first time in the, in, in the last like 10 years He's actually like enjoying actually being himself and being a football a head football coach because of all the fanfare that comes with it.
1: I mean I think that there's some truth to that, but I also think that if when he was in New York, if you asked him what the greatest city in the world is, he would oh, say New York City. Absolutely. New York City, there's nowhere else I'd rather be than New York City, you know, the excitement here, like there's yeah. no place like it. The sports is the best. The, so I mean he's going to promote wherever he is. Yeah. And so I guess the question is when can, is it when is it genuine? Who knows? Yeah, who can, cares? You know? I he I want him to be good to Buffalo. I want him to promote Buffalo. I want him to make Buffalo seem like a great place to be. Uh, You know, the same with the rest of upstate New York. Um, And then I just want him to win. I I mean, like, I don't care if it's genuine or not. I don't care if it's, like, someone that actually really hates being in Buffalo. As long as they're good citizens and they win, go for it.
2: As long as he pays his taxes. You better pay your money, baby. So I'm going
0: to tie this off and transition to another topic that we should touch on while we're – because it is a big topic this offseason we will be going into 2016 – The one thing I will say about Rex Ryan and the people who hate him, the one thing that I share in common with those people is that we see the same thing in Rex Ryan. He's completely full of shit.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the difference. The difference
0: between me and the people who hate him is like I can still like him and know that he's full of shit. Right. Here's where I give him a pass and they won't, because all they see is a guy who's full of shit, and that's all that matters, and they're going to hate him accordingly. By the way, I can treat that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Certified (laughs) gastroenterologist Sujit over here. He's full of shit, but he's a full of shit coach who's had middling success with virtually no talent at the most important position in the NFL, the quarterback. And I people are a little enchanted with Tyrod Taylor. We certainly were. We raved about him am. a lot. I love Tyrod Taylor, but he's not a top tier quarterback. And so while people want to... And, and
1: it, I mean, he's it, as good as a lot of these top-tier quarter... People who are being paid like top-tier quarterbacks. Brock Bro- Bro- Osweiler. not Nick that's, Foles. That's
0: not the you know, argument here. Like, but he's not... He doesn't... I wouldn't put him in the top ten. And so long as, so long as people can... So who are the
1: ten? Who are the ten? Okay, so th- some of them are going to be easy, right? So Romo... Uh, Romo? <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. With Romo. But no, 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 but I'm saying Romo's better, so, right? Yeah, so,
0: Brady, Brady, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Luck. Matt Ryan I would put ahead of him. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, of course. Um,
2: Matt Stafford?
0: Mm, no may- way. Maybe on the no cusp. No way. Would you Russell, okay, him? Russell Wilson okay. I'd put ahead of him. Okay. Um, That's uh, Bill. try Dalton? Who? Andy Dalton. Uh, we'll Phillip Philip Brothers, Rivers. No, I bit. don't think you could put that. Uh,
2: Joe Flacco. Joe
0: Flacco. Mil- Flacco, mil-
2: Flacco right? Yeah, you had to put Joe Cam Flacco. Cam Newton.
0: Yeah, reigning Newton MVP. this year. He's a reigning MVP. Of course he's better than our quarterback. Um, Fitzpatrick about, I would put on the same level actually. What
2: about the guy in Kansas City?
0: Alex Smith.
1: Yeah. Hey. See, I think he falls into that range where we keep seeing that uh like the Phillip Rivers and all that and he's only started fourteen and he's only started fourteen. I, games, dude, I hear you know? you. Like, My optimism so I think, right. for Tyra
0: so Taylor is to the roof.
3: Do you guys want the do you guys want the official ranking?
0: Yes. based on what stat? Uh,
2: based on based on Bill well, Nichols. What stat?
3: QB Index. No, the QB Index, okay.
0: According to whom? Uh,
3: Cam Newton, Cam Newton, Carson Palmer, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger. That's that's top five.
0: Yeah, Carson Palmer Andy had a Dalton, lights out season. Okay.
3: Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers. That's ten. Number ten, Derek Carr.
0: Yep. Okay.
3: Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Eli Manning. Blake Bortles. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt Ryan, Tyrod Taylor, Cutler. There you Jay go. Cutler,
0: so we pretty yeah. much we, we, we cross off
1: most of those. No, it's true. I mean, I guess... It, Joe, it, Flacco. It, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. So he's he's below Joe Flacco, right? But James most Winston. of us would rather... Sorry, go ahead.
3: Alex Smith, 21. Okay. But,
1: see, Alex Smith, 21. Yeah, I mean, most of us would put Joe Flacco above Tyrod Taylor. at this would you, one, Because, you know, it's would, one year, right? Who would you like, rather you have, have, have in
0: 2016, at, Marcus Mariota or Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor. Who would you rather have, James Winston or Tyrod Taylor?
1: Tyrod Taylor. Hmm. I don't think those guys proved in one season what Tyrod Taylor has proved in one season starting. Their 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 touchdown to, to interception ratios are not nearly as good. Um, but maybe we also total have yardages offensive. but our, our our yeah, we have, we have a, an
0: offensive coordinator who designs offense to hide quarterback deficiencies. Yeah, and uh, he did it.
1: He did a brilliant
0: job of that to the tune of the number one rushing offense in the NFL last year. Right. But so so long as you don't have an offense that features your quarterback and we do not the whole point of this was to say that it puts Rex Ryan in a bind with the people who hate him because the one thing that cures all in the NFL is a great quarterback. So yeah. it makes coaches look like geniuses when they're not, and so long as people hate Rex Ryan just because he opens his mouth, he's he's at a disadvantage having Tyrod Taylor as his quarterback.
2: Yeah, but for the first time in a long time, we at least have a quarterback that I feel like has the potential to be one of those totally great agree. Totally looking, agree the great quarterbacks. agree. looking at the past 10 years, I mean, yeah, we all drank the Kool-Aid and we thought, yeah, Trent Edwards or Ryan Fitzpatrick or, you know.
0: And no, by the way, Sammy Watkins is a stud.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I. I...
1: According, according to the panel of wide receivers that Tyler Dunn put together, he uh, he's, <laughs> he's officially a stud. Um, and I would like to say thank you to all of you guys when I said name 10. 10- QB better than Tyrod Taylor, and you guys named like 15 to 17, yeah. and didn't give me a hard time about it. I know. I just I, I think it's more along the lines of what Cassie's saying. Like I just see a lot of positive play, like a, this accuracy leading his receivers. Maybe just the quarterback play has been so bad in Buffalo yeah. that when people do fundamental things well, but you know I don't but know. See, when I see what, Phillip yeah. Rivers, I don't see. Some of those fundamentals all the time, and Rex, uh, you know, whatever Ryan Fitzpatrick had a lights out year, but you got to look at the whole body of work to some extent.
0: Well, the whole body of work goes through the fourth quarter of Week
1: 17, which right. was three consecutive drives ending with an interception. Yeah, I mean, like that QB index that Bill just gave us. Rex uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is way ahead of Tyrod, but I don't think there's a Bills fans out there that that would trade Tyrod Taylor for for Ryan um, Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick kept
0: the Jets from just tumbling into just utter chaos in 2015 and also single-handedly kept them out of the playoffs. Yeah. He, he literally threw the playoffs yeah. away for them. I mean, we, I mean, we've talked before
3: about like the it factor, right? And like that's stupid, I mean, it's the dumbest fucking thing in the world, but it's like, that's, that's what you need at the end of the day when you're trying to dissect, like, who's going to be able to win a Super Bowl and who's not like, does the leader of the team have that it factor?
0: And I agree with you, Bill. Ryan, Fitz,
3: Ryan Fitzpatrick can win games, but does he have the factor? No.
0: And Tyrod Taylor took over the Tennessee Titans game, but every other game we needed him to come in clutch in the fourth quarter, not so much. And that's what worries me. He had, But, again, 14 starts, I get it. First time under center. He's got a lot of time to develop, but that's what the Tom Brady's of the world. You know, we would have had three extra wins on our, our schedule this year because Tom Brady doesn't lose when he's within four or, points. Or, with or six if E.J.
1: Manuel doesn't play any games. Uh, well, yeah. anyways, all right. We're gonna do. Why some easy, still on the team because he's a ba- he's a decent backup. You look you look down. No, no yes, he's not. A
0: you decent look backup. down the other thirty one backups, and he is he is right in the middle or slightly better
1: than all of them. So
2: Lars did not watch that game on October twenty sixth in, uh, in London.
1: In- yeah, I mean, that, by definition, makes him a very, very bad backup.
0: Well, no, that, by definition, makes him a very, very, very bad starter because he started that game. Well,
1: no, well, but, but that's what your backup it has to to, do. to be able to start a few games and then not embarrass you, not single-handedly lose the game, yeah. which is what he did. Yeah, <laughs> A.K.A. what Hasselbeck
2: did. did in Indy, I mean.
1: Yeah, or Vic in Pittsburgh, but who saw that
0: coming? Yeah. All right, let's get into wild card. Uh, Bill, stay with us. We're going to uh, transition now into your favorite segment, so uh, uh, don't don't, nobody to go nowhere. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the
2: wild card. It's a wild card. <laughs> we'll have to work on that. Well, the
1: time is going to be very difficult, yeah, to be but that's all right. So uh, this.
3: Uh, you gotta work on
1: your mouth. <laughs>
0: so this is Bills and beers. Uh, we talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer. We're in the off season now, so we can drink whatever we damn well please. I have been enjoying the Alpha King this evening. Uh, from three Floyds suwage I you believe you've been drinking the same I've been making love to the same nectar and Cassie's pregnant so she's been drinking water
2: uh no I was wow. drinking a cider beer out of uh, Spring Lake Michigan
0: and 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 so uh,
1: Cassie's baby will have fetal alcohol syndrome.
0: Billy <laughs> Billy up there in Beertown USA what are you drinking tonight son
1: yes sir drinking in
0: Labatt blue actually all right good for you all right somebody staying on message so um, a lot going on right now uh, there's been a lot of political news lately, so I'm sure you've all heard Tim Tebow is planning to run for public office. Uh, no reports yet. Uh, we are getting this from Buffalo Bill Belcher, but no reports yet that he's planning to go toe-to-toe with Bernie Sanders or with Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or who knows, Ted Cruz.
1: Nobody you know, knows. he actually could be a great running mate for Donald Trump. Yeah, that- Dude, don't <laughs> I mean, even joke like, about that. Don't, dude. With that totally so, right? the way yeah, things are going, going don't
0: joke about that. That he could, could be, absol-
1: be t like at every like because there's not men. a
0: there's not an age restriction for vice president like there is for president, yeah. is there?
1: I don't know, but I'm oh, shit. Thanks for putting. I just put that thanks out. Thanks for putting that thought into the ether. Oh yeah.
0: god. So election season coming up, big one, presidential election. We got a two term president on his way out, so we're guaranteed a new one, no matter who it's going to be. So the question is: Looking up and down this Buffalo Bills roster right now, and looking at the cast of characters we call a coaching staff, who on the Bills right now would be a uh, effective elected official, or who would be a good politician? Well, who if would you, you vote if, for, if if you will? So who would you vote for, Sooj? Who would you vote for? Well, I don't
1: for? know. You gotta ask
3: Cassie.
0: Cass, come I mean, you, you could
3: go for a you could go for a Rex Ryan, a Ryan brothers. Uh, president vice president that's a little
0: obvious though don't you don't you think bill don't you think we can do a little better than that
3: well well that's what i'll go for all so right <laughs> if uh, if by obvious you mean Amazingly you're obviously unique. wrong uh <laughs> when you predict us
0: going 12 and 4 so so ryan ryan and ryan 2016 is what you're saying ryan hey. and
3: ryan yeah maybe, no. maybe maybe paul ryan yeah, yeah paul, I, was I was
0: gonna say saying... don't be confused with that sniveling shit paul ryan um, sorry, I don't mean to make this a political show. <laughs> bye, half of
1: our listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no one was going for Paul Ryan. Never mind. Yeah,
0: nobody likes him. Uh, Cass, coming to you. Yeah, I don't know. I, what, I, what kind of players would you guys pick?
2: I, I, I've got one. And um, the reason why I like this pick so much is he's had a tarnished past. And we know that not Ooh. every politician has a good past. But what he's done since that pass is he's really right his ship, and he's come back. He's a team player, um, and he's really brought in a a positive attitude. So I would vote for Richie Incognito. Nice. Plus, he would probably carry the state of Florida.
3: Yeah, that's true. I thought you were going to say Jerome Felton. Oh. Wow. Wow. No, I don't know. I'm just just making that up.
0: (laughs) So, um... I, if I if I had to say who it's going to be, the one thing I know about most elected officials is that they are genuine sociopaths. Um, so when I so when I look up and down our roster and I think of like who is actually out of his goddamn mind and crazy enough to do something like this, it's obvious. It's Jerry Hughes. So not only is Jerry Hughes going to get Thank behind you. <laughs> he's gonna get behind the podium and pound and scream and and, and just go off on everybody. But uh, then he's gonna be calm, cool, collected until something goes wrong. In which case, he's got his finger on the button, and suddenly China finds itself in a nuclear winter.
1: That's like that neurosurge. That's like that neurosurgeon. Oh, guy, Ben Carson. Right? Yeah, right. He's always calm and cool. And then he like loses his shit and tries to stab somebody. He did uh, stab somebody. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. what I mean. So I am actually gonna say that the person that's gonna run for office. Wait, 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 is,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa! I think we need a moment of silence because Suji can't choose. I know. Booby Dixon. I yeah. know you knew it was gonna
1: be Booby D. Oh, Bo- man! No, you know what? Fuck you! I'm gonna choose Booby D. because he's <laughs> no longer employed by the Bills. He is free to run for office. He is going to be an alderman in a the buffalo. city of Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo has aldermen just he's like Chicago. He's going to be an alderman in the city of Buffalo, and. God damn it, I'm moving back to Buffalo just to vote for him. So it should also be
0: noted here, I didn't take Kyle Williams, but Cassie did most certainly take a white interior offensive lineman.
1: Yes, she did. You
2: didn't pick Wood. I know.
1: He's the great communicator. It wouldn't be a wild card if Lars didn't choose two people. <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't That's be a wild card if you didn't
0: point that out. <laughs> well, folks, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. We'll be back probably post-draft. We're going to try our best from the mothership to get some tickets to Draft Town here in Chicago, Illinois. It was a great time last year, uh, according to everybody who went down. So if you find yeah, yourself was, in the Windy City and you can't get in touch with us, by all means, get down to Grant Park. Enjoy the Draft on Draft Weekend. And I got a crazy
1: idea. There's a Bills tent at yeah, Draft I, Town. Yeah, we should definitely record there. And if we were to rec- it, was w- it was wide open. I actually sent a message to all you damn Bills Mafia. Where were you? Because I was the only person standing in the Bills tent. And you know what happened? The lady that was giving away the free Bill swag, gave away to a bunch of fans that had nothing to do with Buffalo. They didn't care. They just wanted a bunch of free shit. And the one goddamn president of the Bills backers of Chicago old, walks into the tent. She's like, well, I don't have no more. I was like, I'll cut you back. Wow.
0: And Sue, she's thought so, about it every day. Yeah, this.
1: I'm not I'm not happy about it. Then I took a picture. I was like, we're the rest of the Bills fans. So, so we'll, uh, we'll try to get there and record on draft day if we can. I, like, I think we should go live. I, uh, We should find a way to go live, right. and we should call Bills fans from all over to come. Take live calls? Yes. Maybe we, why, why not? Why not? Have
0: people come into the tent? It's 2016, baby. And with this new rig we got, anything is possible.
2: It's $7.99. And the the, the three hours of troubleshooting that we did beforehand, hopefully, is all done.
0: That's why we got it all
1: worked out. out. (laughs)
0: Uh, Bills and Beers. Well done.
3: Well done, guys. Thank uh, find, you.
0: Yeah, find us on iTunes, Bills and Beers. Uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us. Communicate with us on Twitter or on Facebook. We love to hear from you. Uh, we're going to do some more fan shout-outs this year because we've got a couple people who are very loyal, and they absolutely deserve to be mentioned on this podcast. So uh, if you're one of those people, don't worry. Your time will come. On behalf of the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton, the president of the Bills backers, Sujit Buffalo Bill Belcher from Beer City, USA. I'm Lars. And of course always. Oh, the long-forgotten Jam and Jeff day. Let's go, go, Bills. Let's go, let's go,
1: Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo.
2: The Bills make me wanna Shout!